Do you want to know how we can kill our listeners? Uh, uh, no. They have to continuously drink the entire time Dave is talking. <laughs> we would kill them. Where's that mute button of mine? There we go. It's right above. Welcome back to the Digital Soup Podcast with Jason, Adam, and usually Dave. Did you guys hear about Colonial Pipeline? Uh, briefly, can you fill me in on uh, everything about it? <laughs> well, I've been reading a lot about this. <laughs> it's interesting, though. It is. It, is. it, 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 it sucks, because actually I had, a, uh, I had a co-worker on vacation that right when he got down to uh, like North Carolina or something, this stuff was hitting, and he was having trouble finding gasoline, I guess. But um, back on May 7th, there was a cyber attack that forced Colonial Pipeline to close down their operations and freeze their IT systems after they became victims of a ransomware attack. So that, that doggone ransomware always getting in their business. So Colonial Pipeline, who are they? What are they? Well, apparently they were founded in 1962 and headquartered in Alpharetta, Georgia. Privately held Colonial Pipelines, one of the largest pipeline operators in the U.S. and provides roughly 45% of the East Coast fuel. That's quite a wow. bit. Including and I'm gasoline. on the East Coast. You guys are good over there in Central. Yeah, did you get affected by this at all? Uh, I didn't personally, but there were areas I heard. Um, I, I had all the gas I wanted. I was super gassed. Did you pour yours into a plastic bag? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe people were doing that. That is ridiculous. Oh, there's videos knew. of people filling up water bottles with it. I anyway. knew I should have saved the fart sound effect for this week. <laughs> they also, you know, have jet fuel and home heating oil and stuff, and they transport over a million gallons of gas um, of fuel daily across an area spanning from Texas to New York. Oh, hold on a second. We need Doc Brown. <laughs> That's a lot of fuel. Exactly. Anyway, I, I kind of knew what you're getting at. And it took me a while to get there. So, how did this actually happen? If if you guys aren't aware of what ransomware is, typically, it's some sort of malware infection that will take your documents and encrypt them, and making them completely unreadable, unusable, and they really kind of have you by the gonads there. <laughs> um, so, typically, they will leave a ransom note in the form of like a text file sitting in the folder, and which tells you how to go about and pay them to get the decryption algorithm or decryption key. And typically you have to pay them in Bitcoin. So how does this stuff actually get in? How did, how did it get infected? I don't think that there's been any real clear, like it came through this way with this, um, with this attack. And this ransomware outbreak was linked to the dark side group, which sounds very, that's like a cool hacker name. If I ever heard one, since they don't know the initial attack vector, it could have been anything from an old unpatched vulnerability in a system, phishing email, or just somebody surfing a website that got infected through a not updated Windows browser or something like that. So I, I did hear, though, Adam, I did hear that uh, Marge, she did click on a link to see some cute kittens, and oh, that's what started this whole thing. That'll do it. Yep. They ended up paying the ransomware, though, right? I haven't heard, did they? Yes, they did. Four point four million dollars. I was mm. just looking to see what that was. So yeah, they ended that cost them a large amount of money mm. for a company that size. Maybe that's not. I don't know. That's still pretty 
sizable. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, for the oil industry, probably not. Yeah, probably that's what I mean. Drop in the but, bucket, but yeah. But just to unlock their own files. So the way the ransomware usually works, um, let's say that you are on your work computer. And typically in a, in a business environment, office environment, you're going to have things like mapped drives. So you have a, a drive that's mapped to like a network share somewhere. Anywhere where you have access, this thing's going to go and it's going to encrypt everything as much as it can. Typically Word documents, PowerPoint presentations, kind of your office documents, PDFs, things like that, photos. So basically they're just they're holding your your system ransom and for a large enterprise corporation like this if it got through critical systems they're really kind of screwed and paying it up was the only thing that they could do so yeah now typically uh the hacker groups like uh what did you say this was dark side or dark seed i can't dark remember what side. you said dark side uh typically for people to be able to feel comfortable in pain which i mean do you feel comfortable paying but i mean to feel comfortable enough to pay to know that you're going to get it back. Usually these ransomware uh, hackers, they do come through and they do unlock the files Yeah. Uh, most of the time. But did I hear that they didn't unlock the files on this one? No, I think they did, but it took a long time. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I last read, I thought. But yeah, it, so if hackers and ran and people that are spreading ransomware were not to pay up, then there's no incentive for them to ever get paid. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They kind of, it's their, it's technically a business. It's like their business model and it's <laughs> pretty evil. So, yep. um, yeah, there is some, there's some discussion and talk on, you know, a lot of the workers are working remotely and maybe this is where somebody maybe got in, you know, if, who knows? I don't know. Marge, anything about it was all Marge. Input. Yep. Classic Marge. Um, <laughs> You know, usually you're connecting with a VPN, a virtual private network, to to a system, and you should be using like typically like a company issued machine, but not always. So who knows? It could have come from anywhere. Um, I've worked for places that have gotten infected with it, and you know, able to trace it back to one machine, but you couldn't figure out exactly when or where it came from. <laughs> now so. I got to tell you a funny story. My um, IT department at my work, <laughs> yeah. it is. It's hilarious. So uh, they send every once in a while, they send email out. It's it's just to test the employees because we have a lot of employees. Among, yep, phishing amongst, test. Yeah. And every single time I click on it. <laughs> Do you really? Oh, I'm just, yeah. Every single time I'm just like, yeah, it says, oh, this is from the uh, the president of the company. Oh, I want to see what he has to say. Click. <laughs> <laughs> they do need my credit card number. <laughs> Boink. <laughs> So the oil giant did say they proactively took certain systems offline to contain the threat, which temporarily halted all pipeline operations and affected some of their IT systems. But here we go again with panic buying. You know, it wasn't like they got hacked and like anything got physically destroyed. It's just these systems and they had to shut it down briefly. So I don't know. Yep. Uh, so what you're saying is gas was the new toilet paper. Yep. Can't wipe with it, but... It is amazing. If you take a look at this, um, I know Dave, he's zombied out. But, you know, I'm a big zombie fan. I like anything, any movies, television, whatever that has to do with zombies. But I've never had a zombie movie. I've never watched a zombie movie where people started hoarding toilet paper. I mean, it was food, it was ammo, <laughs> etc. But it was never toilet paper. <laughs> but what if I need to wipe? Yep. In the real world, it would be toilet paper and maybe yep. gas. But here's the thing about gas. Okay, I don't want to get off topic here, but I just found this out, and I find it fascinating because I've watched shows like The Walking Dead, et cetera. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Did you know that gasoline loses its combustibility after six months? Yep, six months unless you stabilize it. Yep, unless you use a stabilizer, which can get you about three years. On The Walking Dead, though, they were still driving cars after five years. Bogus. Yeah. Well, well, hey, I have the same problem with Jurassic Park. They're like, oh, it was charged this battery and we can drive this Jeep from 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, maybe they used Stabil. <laughs> now, if there's more and more electric uh, vehicles, that would make a little bit of a difference because you could get solar panels, et cetera, or you could get like a, uh, do you go to a, a powerful stream and make yourself a little windmill generator. Do you think a battery is going to last so, that long unused? Uh, no, it won't. It would actually bulge and explode after about a decade. <laughs> Unless well, it's like a, what, a Samsung problem. battery? <laughs> yeah, well, that only needed like a couple of months and uh, boom. Right. You couldn't take you couldn't take the uh, Note Seven on planes. That's crazy. Oh yeah, that's right. I've got to call this out because you know we've got our live listeners, uh, our our listeners jumping into the live episode feed here, and we do love them, right, guys? Yep, it's it's a lot yep. of fun. We're trying out a new format using some new features of Discord that we're just testing, and it, so far it's working good. But I bring it up because there are some suggestions now about creating some sort of a drinking game to go along with these live listens. And uh, I think that's something that, that listeners could have some fun with. Uh, not that we're promoting anyone to get hammered or get drunk. You know, We're a responsible podcast, but... Do you want to know how we can kill our listeners? Uh, oh, exactly no. what Adam just said right now. They <laughs> oh. have to continuously drink the entire time Dave is talking. <laughs> <laughs> we would kill them. Where's that mute button of mine? There we go. It's right about... <laughs> Oh, oh, take a shot every time Dave takes offense. Yeah, where is Jesse? Who? Oh man, I, we need him in here today. Oh, uh, that's too funny. <laughs> the mailman's already drunk, and we just started. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Um. So, uh, Adam, anything brutal. else you want to say about this attack on Colonial Pipeline ransomware in general before we move on? No, I, I mean, other than it looks like they were targeting, you know, making money. They're targeting the business side, not the operational systems. You know, so they weren't, mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't look like they were trying to bring the pipeline down. They were just trying to get some money. You know what I mean? And yeah, and I, I shouldn't say it that way. That makes it sound like it's not that bad. But I mean, you could look at this and say, are they trying to take down our infrastructure, our country's infrastructure? That doesn't appear to be the case, but it just shows you how our infrastructure can be impacted by something like this. You know, so. Now you did fail to mention that Darkseid is out of Russia, I believe, correct? Uh, I don't know, I guess. I I believe I did read that. So that brings up another point here is if it was, I don't know if we should say easy, but it was able to be done. So it's kind of scary when you think about our enemies might be able to just as quote unquote easily get into and take out our infrastructure because they definitely would not be just going after the dollar amount. They would be going to take us completely down, cause chaos. They could get into our electrical grid, uh, just shut everything down. That's, you know, it's kind of scary. Well, that's, that's just the thing with the, the more and more network and internet connected, all of our stuff is the more vulnerable it is for attack. I mean, you, if you look at, you know, some of the unknown, maybe cheaper made, or maybe even some legitimate like Chinese made manufactured motherboards and things that are going into our networking equipment and everything. They can program whatever they want into the firmware, into some of these devices, opening doors to themselves or however, you know, and I mean, 
there, there's so many different attack vectors. We've got to get really strong at developing systems that are more resilient to this stuff and mm -hmm. actually caring. The business side of things needs to start caring about security because so often it's like security's thought of last. I've seen demonstrations where um, a guy was able to live hack in a presentation into um, like a wind farm and actually control some of the, the physical um, wind, you know, turbine generator things. And he said he had brought that to their attention. They're like, yeah, we'll look into it. He says, okay, well, I guess you'll be part of my presentation now. <laughs> so he didn't actually do anything, but he's just showing like there's a million things out there that can be hacked. And, it, you know, if if there's a a concerted effort to take to take things down and interrupt our stuff, it can happen. So it's scary. I believe uh, again. I mean, I just like you. I've just briefly read different things, but I believe Darkseid actually apologized about this. Said that their intent was definitely not to take uh, you know anything down, and they have actually quit the hacking game, or at least the what? Uh, no, you have to look it up. But they've quit at least ransomware now. They've they've mm. decided they're not doing that anymore. I believe yeah. that's what I read. I don't think I dreamed it last night because hopefully I can dream a little bit better than Sounds that. Sounds like something you dreamt. <laughs> that that was awesome. Thanks, Adam, for letting everybody know about this. Bring it to everybody's forefront and attention. Hopefully everybody will stop clicking on those stinking cat links. We don't need to see little cats anymore. No, uh, we don't. Okay, I did honestly see a funny cat video today on Reddit. So <laughs> <laughs> probably this guy is all about cat videos constantly. <laughs> we got yeah. something great for our listeners right now because now all three of the hosts of the Digital Soup podcast have completed Invincible season one. We can start talking about it hardcore. And Dave is trying to tell us he's not going to talk anymore. I see him uh, talking with some of our listeners. Dave, we're going to be talking about Invincible, and we know you're pretty passionate about this. So I believe you better start vocalizing those passions. <laughs> we'll see. Please don't start vocalizing your passions. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I was, I was bending down to tie my shoe. What was that? Oh, <laughs> Probably. Passionately. So Invincible. Everybody knows about Invincible. It is spoiler uh, alert. Yep. Oh, definitely spoilers. Mo anything we talk about here is going to have spoilers, people. If you do not want to listen to this, just skip on to the next chapter. I always have nice chapters in the uh, uh, episode, so as long as your podcast uh, player will allow you to skip chapters, just skip on by this and come back to it later. So this is written by Robert Kirkman from Walking Dead fame. And that's the reason why I wanted to check it out. Uh, Adam wanted to check it out because he's just into bloody, bloody anime. And he's like, oh, this looks great. I got to go check this out. Well, that's not accurate. Oh, that's not accurate. And Dave wanted to check it out because he saw that there were some lady animated characters in here. So he's like, <laughs> I got to go check out those lady animated I need animated new background characters. to go with my mating elephant. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You know what? I am so upset because I didn't get a lot of that took me. Okay, I I, <laughs> that I didn't was funny. I didn't do that because I am not good, but I'm part of a, a Reddit community where they can help what? you out with photos. And I actually had somebody do that. So for our listeners who uh, has not seen this in our Discord channel, uh, who are not members of our Discord channel, and again, why aren't you? Come and join the Discord. We are having so much fun here. But so anyway, Dave, he sent Adam and I some pics 
of these, this desk that he created. He created this desk. I, I believe his father helped him. They created it out at his dad's house when it got done and he brought it home, hooked everything up. It's, it's pretty nice. He has a dual monitor set up with his arms and his podcast and everything. It looks really cool. And being Jason, I just couldn't leave it at that. <laughs> so I went and I talked to somebody. I said, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you put, and I actually just said porn. Can you put porn on those screens and then like a, a bottle of lotion and some tissues off to the side? So the person who did it, he didn't want his Google feed to be filled with porn when he was searching. Oh. So he actually, he, it was actually pretty funny what he did. He put uh, two elephants mating. And then he had like a cartoon character in a male and female cartoon character kind of in a embrace, I, we should say. He put the lotion and he put the tissue on the side table. And then he put some used tissues on uh, the surface, uh, which I did not ask him for, but I really appreciated because I thought it was hilarious. And so then I just posted it in our regular Discord channel said, hey, Dave is, you know, he's you know, he doesn't like to toot his own horn, but I figured I should toot his horn for him. Shut it, Adam. And I decided, uh, you know, I wanted to show what he had been working on. So I put that up there and, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny, but we didn't get a lot of comments. We got a few, but I figured everybody would have been lambasted Dave and it would have been hilarious. Maybe they just just missed it. I don't know. This just goes to show how dangerous it is to be friends with Jason. Right. (laughs) Because you know, he and, will do this stuff. That's the worst part is when he first shared that, I was like, oh, that was cool of him. I, that was nice. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, <clears throat> didn't want to, you know, brag about anything because, you know, whatever. And it was only till after I responded to that. And then I'm looking at him like, wait a minute. And that's when I started seeing all the extra stuff he added. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, we're just having some fun. But okay, Absolutely. since Dave has uh, started talking again, Dave, mm-hmm. you're the one, I believe you were the one that kept telling us all to watch this, right? Uh, you were the one pushing it. So I think you should start talking about it. Technically, I saw it first. Yeah. Thing. Well, I, yeah, it's it's something Adam texted me about it and said, you should check this out. And I was shocked that he was watching it because I had been hearing about this for a while based on the comic side that the series was getting made and everything else. And... So I hadn't I hadn't jumped into it yet, but when Adam said you got to check it out, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, it's out. So I, I I looked at it. So I know Mailman asked about it and asked uh, what Invincible is. Basically, it's a take on superheroes that is extremely dark and different than anything you've ever really seen in the terms of um, like Superman and Batman or anything like that, right? And so this thing in the very first episode sets the groundwork that it is not for kids. It is extremely brutal. Um, You're seeing massive amounts of violence and just gore and everything else. But the story behind this, I I don't even really know where to start, Adam or Jason, if you guys want to jump into some of your favorite parts. But it really does grab a, a very emotional, I don't know what you'd call it, an emotional struggle where this kid is getting his superpowers for the first time. His dad is Omni-Man. He's this amazing, all-powerful Superman-type character mm-hmm. and he finds out his dad is is a villain, you know, and, and his dad is there yep. just, you know, spoilers, the end of the series, his dad is there to, to conquer and enslave Earth. And it, it's this, <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's like the end of the first episode i think everyone experienced experienced oh. the shock yep. yeah of what happened and then that's where i was like oh my gosh what is this show and that made me want you know i'm not a, a gore fan but this made me you know i didn't vote for him back in whatever year um, right this made me want to watch more of them because the storyline was cool and it it's the animation is just like if you watched a DC Justice League, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a mm-hmm. deal. I almost thought I'd see the Wonder Twins any moment. <laughs> well, just the the thing about this too is it's got an incredible voice cast. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean the the J Jonah Jameson. I can't think of his name. What's his name? Uh, we know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, Simmons is that his name? Um, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, he plays Omni Man. J.K. Yep, J.K. Simmons. He's he's the dad. Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead is the the Glenn kid. Invi- himself. Yeah. Glenn himself. Invi- Glenn, yeah, he's invincible. Jillian Jacobs plays um, uh, a character named Samantha. I can't remember which one she is. Uh, Seth Rogen, Zazie Beetz, Mark Hamill, Sandra Oh. I mean, Walton Goggins. There's a ton of huge names in this voice cast, and it is just yep. so well done it's it's a brutal shocking show it went it went real dark towards the end there too mm-hmm. but it makes you kind of wonder like oh what's gonna happen there the thing that stuck out to me about it was almost every episode had some kind of incredible scene to it right right like the end of the first episode the one where they're they're getting invaded and omni man's like you know what you're not invading this place you don't get this place yeah right. it goes to another dimension and just raises the entire planet right <laughs> and then he comes back and he's like eh, i need a shower hey now before <laughs> before we go any farther here on that one point that's the one point i wanted to bring up here is the the ending the reveal towards the end of the first season where he is set here by a, a future invading army to uh what do you want to say like tenderize just to uh not not to de- pre-destroy him but just to see where all their vulnerabilities are and uh tenderize you know, like yeah <laughs> you like the way i did that tenderize him but that puts all new meaning to when he went to that other reality and destroyed mm-hmm. him and said those words this is not your planet to invade because right. at that point you're still uh you're like well why did he why did it, he kill those people? But maybe he's still on Earth's side. Maybe they, he saw something that they were going to take over the Earth in the future, you know, the the other heroes. And so you still were kind of like, what's going on? And then once the reveal is that he is part of a future invading army, it, it makes it all that much more sweeter because he's like, he didn't say it, but then you look back at it and you're like, uh, this is not your planet to invade. It's mine. Right. And I thought that was pretty sweet. That is sweet. Yeah, it's it's a series. I, I don't even know really how to explain it other than you just really need to watch it. If you're a fan of geeky yeah. comic book type stuff, superhero stuff, it, it's it's amazing. And it is so not like anything you've seen when it comes to your traditional stories from Superman or Batman or um, you know, any of the Marvel stuff. I mean, this is just on a completely different level. And I know a lot of people were complaining saying, Oh, I wish we could have this live action. I know that was me that said that not a lot of people. No, I heard you say, <laughs> but I heard a few other people complaining about that too. And I, I don't think so. I think part of the power of this, I mean, you could maybe do it live action, but to get that level of violence and gore, you would be almost an X-rated movie. 
<laughs> I don't think <laughs> X-rated, maybe NC-17. Well, whatever they put, the, the extreme, because that is extreme violence. Yeah, yeah it's very... And they might have violent. to tone it down a little bit, but Dave, okay, let's make this... You know, the, the, the series, the television series, whatever, uh, the Netflix series, let's make that animated. That's fine. Perfect. But let's bring this to the theater. Could you imagine the first Invincible movie is all because w- I find this so interesting. Those that, that invading army that is trying to come, but our time moves so much faster than on their planet. And they've made multiple attempts. Could you imagine the first movie or maybe the first two movies make it like uh, Infinity War 1 and 2? And uh, just encompassing that story, I think that would make an awesome live-action movie. Good. Good. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying it'd be bad, but I think it just works better in this animated animated look that and, and approach that they went with it just because it is so it, it lets them do things that you just can't do with live action and i understand that but dave if all of your superhero stories had remained on the page or in animated form would you be happy or would you be upset that you missed out on all of these marvel movies uh, all of these DC movies. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> upset about that. But if you weren't able to get any live action Marvel movies because everybody thought, oh, it just works so much better on the page or in animated form. Yes, there's a difference I, because I'd, of the violence. I understand I'd that. I'd be cool with it. No, you uh, wouldn't. You, a good story is a good would story. You not, okay, Wolverine is a bloody movie. Not as bloody as this turned out to be, but it's still a bloody movie. Would have you rather just seen that in animated or page form, or are you happy that you got to see Wolverine? Well, I mean, it's cool seeing them, obviously. I mean, I, I'm not upset that we got live-action films. Don't take it that way. I just think that sometimes with something like this, I, I think the the approach they took was the right one that let them really do the story they wanted to do while staying extremely faithful to the comic book source material mm-hmm. which is so much harder to do in in live action i mean they can stay close but they end up having to make those sacrifices in in different things mm-hmm. be at the level of gore or whatever else just to fit the live action stuff and the budget remember this isn't a uh i mean it's it's definitely a high budget with this cast and everything else this isn't something that's getting marvel money thrown at it either though you no. know this okay this marvel is an amazon money. prime you know series I got one I got one other question here for you. Okay, so say we don't take the live action route. Mm-hmm. Say we but they do movies to uh flesh out, you know, the different episodes uh, or the different story points throughout the, you know, what we've seen now in the first season. What if they went into the Spider-Verse style uh of, you know, a, a 2-hour movie into the Spider-Verse graphics That'd be dope. Yeah, I would love to see them flesh out, like I said, that the first episode, those invading people with the time was different. I just think that is that is so intriguing. I think they could do so much with that for a single movie or, or a series of movies, but do it with the Spider-Verse type of uh, technology. Yeah, keep it animated so they can go yeah. full gore and everything else. That's that what a movie, I'm the movie format isn't isn't in question. I'd almost rather have this be a series of movies. Although storyline wise, I think the series approach works because it lets you get more of a 
uh, emotional attachment to these characters where you can play out smaller things that in a movie two-hour movie are probably going to get cut but but that's why we need both we need both of them just like you can't just have the live action marvel movies and never have had any of the comic books or any of the other animated series uh we want both we want our cake and eat it too is what we yeah. want yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be sugar-free for this diabetic guy right now. <laughs> all right so i do have a question to ask you both of you, if you had to rate this first season, let's do it like a super review, you know, out of five stars. If you guys had to rate this first season, what would you give it? Let's start with Dave. Out of five? Yep, just like we do the movies. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'd probably give it a, a four and a half to a five. It was fantastic. All right. And how about you, Adam? Yeah, I'd give it a five. I mean, that's great. There's nothing about it I didn't like, and I could see myself watching it again. And I, I definitely give it a four to four and a half. I'm right there with Dave. The only reason I can't give it a five, you guys know my, you know what I say. It, it, that's perfection. <laughs> Nothing can even be better. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, give it a, a four, a four and a half is what I'm gonna end so it with. In our in our live chat, uh, our friend Midwest Map Boy is also apparently giving it a five star based on what he saw. Yep. Or he's just counting as high as he's ever learned how to count. Oh, either geez. either way. <laughs> you know, I, I'm that, waiting for the middle finger gift, to show it, it, right? <laughs> I'm waiting for him to yeah send us something good there. I, I've I, I've got to kind of defend him though. He's about the only one that doesn't seem to jump in on me talking too much ever. So I, I don't see too much of that from him. So oh, Every, everyone else can uh, kiss it, but. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to continue this conversation, you can follow at Digital Soupcast on Twitter, email us at geeks at digitalsouppodcast.com, or chat with us in the Super Happy Fun Room on Discord. But what you really should do is head on over to the home of Digital Soup at digitalsouppodcast.com, where you will find links to all of our social media, and you can stream the show over the interwebs in the Listen tab. Of course, if you have a second to help us out, we would love it if you could leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to let everyone know that Digital Soup is back and better than ever. All right. So since we're in this, you know, talking about movies and uh, TV shows and stuff, uh, another thing that I've actually finally done now, I know you guys had already done it last episode, and you told me, hey, before we record the next one, I believe this was Dave. He gave me homework. He said before the next episode, and watch, it's probably Adam that said it, you have to watch Mortal Kombat. Well, I did watch Mortal Kombat, so now we can... Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> we can briefly talk about Mortal Kombat and uh, even give it a little review like we just did here. So, do you? who wants to start here? I mean, the, Mortal big, Kombat. the biggest fan is Adam, so yeah, you start. It is a movie about... A guy that we don't care about, who is a descendant of a character we do care about, who shows up at the very end for a little bit, where no actual tournament takes place, and the best thing about it is Kano. The end. <laughs> All right. So well, let's go on to Live at Gaffaz. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is that kind of your synopsis there too, uh, Dave? Yeah, I, I don't think I hated it quite as much. Um, it wasn't a great movie, though. It, it, no, was, it was it was great. pretty pretty bad, but you know I I remember talking to a few people before uh, we recorded that last episode and, and tell you know they were, they had seen it as well and and some people enjoyed it some thought it was terrible and I kind of said look I think 
at that time I was thinking if you're a fan of the games, I think you're going to enjoy some of the, the fun Easter eggs and throwbacks and stuff, the, the nods they give to the game. However, the overall film is, is kind of the fight scenes are okay. Some of them are a little better than others, but mostly they're not very good, especially because we've been so spoiled with uh, amazing fight scenes from Falcon and winter soldier and all these Marvel movies and John wick and daredevil on Netflix, all of those that the fight scenes in this for a movie that's about a fighting tournament were very mediocre. They were, they were okay. A couple of cool moments, but mostly meh. Yeah. Uh, too nothing. many fast cuts and like, uh, yeah, there's nothing really about that movie. I'm trying to think because it's mediocre. probably been now a few weeks at least since probably a month I, for you. Maybe. A month, yeah. yeah. I watched it whenever it was released that weekend. In uh, the the only thing I can think of is man, it was a very forgettable movie. There's nothing memorable about it in any way. I remember not liking it. Yeah, right. Let me throw this out to you guys here, and actually to our listeners too. Think about this at home. So say you rip Mortal Kombat completely out of this. Name-wise, all the characters are just generic other characters, generic humans fighting generic other world characters, you, but you had the same story, same dialogue, everything. Would this have been a completely off-the-radar, nobody would have watched this movie, do you think? Yep. Yeah, this was like B-movie bad to me. Okay. I, I don't but think it was not, good at all. Not the good B movies that we all love, but <laughs> yeah, the, this, this was like, like yeah, made by not just this crap. Is, this is like maybe Canon would have made it in the eighties, along with like Time Cop. <laughs> oh man, I haven't seen Time Cop since but, its release. But uh, those uh, the Van Damme movies of the eighties were way better, choreographed fight scenes. You know, Bloodsport, those kind of movies. Th- those trump this by far. This is just. Bleh. It's popcorny. I mean, it, I mean, it's not the worst movie of all time. There's other movies that get that award, but mm-hmm. it's pretty forgettable. You know, and the sad thing about Stupid. it, though, Adam, this is a good property. If they oh, would yeah. do it right, I mean, it could be something special. I mean, it's you have well, everything. You have you have a tournament. You have uh, combatants. Yeah, um, it's all set up for you. Yeah, it's they, just they, don't the screw Kombat it up. Even had like Rambo in it. Like, bring him in there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 11 had all the cool characters, even Freddy Krueger. Let me ask you this, though, because we think that I'm hearing you say it's all set up, everything's there to make a great movie, but is it really? Because none of those characters are particularly deep, and in order to make a movie work, you can't focus on 20 different characters and have it feel like a cohesive story. So you've got to pick just one or two. Well, what if they treated the entire Mortal Kombat like Marvel? Yeah. Every character, every character gets its own movie backstory, and then boom, you've got your Infinity War. I might yeah. almost be up yeah, for the, that. The Infinity A War being, origin. Yeah, the Infinity War being the tournament finally happening. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's, I guess, when I look at it, is there enough interest in Jax or any of these oh, other people to, to carry a solo movie to build like a, a Marvel universe out of it? I don't know. Yeah, probably I, not. I'm yeah. just, that's what I mean is I'm, it, it, it's po- what I'm getting at is to your comment, it's possible. I think it's possible to have a movie that has 20 characters in it, but it would require that level of pre-commitment. You know, like you, you look at Infinity War, if you followed all the Marvel movies up until Infinity War, 
you're not confused by it. You're just like in awe going, this is awesome. Yeah, you get to see all of your you, favorites yeah, on the screen you try at to, once. You try to throw 20 Mortal Kombat characters in like this one does. And like you're saying, there's no like backstory. There's no depth to any of them. You don't care about any of them. And they made the main character in this one just like some dude that's okay at MMA. And then like <laughs> he's his coach is his daughter. He instantly believes right you know this jacks guy that picks him up and i don't it's goro explodes out of a barn it's just so dumb <laughs> they so, meet sonia and she's already she's just wears you know military right. garb and you know fingerless gloves all day long by herself I, it's like well on. what i'm curious to see jason you you've asked us about it and you knew that we didn't really love it tell us your thoughts on it so you know what is what is your mortal combat review oh, yeah. What you guys said in the last episode, I, I mimic a lot of that. Like when I first started watching it, I really enjoyed the beginning. And I yeah. you know, and I'm thinking while I'm watching this, these two guys are idiots. This has been good so far. I like this. But yeah, then it goes uh, directly downhill after that. Overall, I just I guess sitting there and watching it, I just think about so many lost opportunities that they had on creating a decent movie. Now, like you said, the chore- uh, the choreography, if they could have made these fights just interesting, I mean, that's the thing. They weren't really interesting at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if they would have made them interesting and made all of their, their powers that they had used in a way that was captivating to an audience, but it's like, you yeah. know, okay, that was just, you know, a couple of the funny things was like uh, when uh, the character itself would say, flawless victory i mean if you're really fighting somebody and you defeated <laughs> yeah. somebody would you just sit there and go flawless victory yeah the catchphrases or something there's like one memorable fight scene in this and that's where the guy with the hat has it spinning and like saws the lady in half. yeah like that a, was cool like a, other than that i mean okay you guys remember blood sport with van damme like i was talking about you guys yep. ever see that one yep uh, a long the, time ago, yeah. Do you remember when the big guy came at him and he drops, does the splits, and uppercuts the guy right in the junk? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that's more memorable than any of the fight scenes in this movie. They don't have anything memorable. I, like, I can I, remember Bruce Lee movies, all kinds of things like that, and I, I know these fight scenes just from watching right. them. And they were choreographed by real martial artists. I can't remember which Van Damme movie it is. My most memorable Van Damme moment, though, is when he grabs a cobra and then does his big extended and he, he pulls back and then he punches a cobra to stop anybody from getting bitten i can't remember which film that was in but that was a memorable terrible was it cobra with punch. sylvester stallone no it, it was van damme I'll, I'll look it up while you guys are talking oh man hey by the way if, if you want to truly look at 80s nostalgia way overdone like overblown um, what's that short 30 minute um, Kung Fury? That, it, it's that, a full movie now, though. They made it into it, a full it, movie. Yeah. Well, the whole movie's 30 minutes, though. It's really short. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, maybe that was the full movie. Yeah, it, that's hilarious. It is hilarious. I was bitten by a cobra and struck by lightning at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that movie just is awesome. just so funny. I mean, I, I've watched it so many times. It's just hilarious. And it's free on YouTube, everybody. So if yeah. you want to see Kung Fury, just uh, go into YouTube and search for it, and you'll be able to watch it. It's a short uh, watch. For for those of you interested, I found the video <laughs> clip of it. Punches it's, a it's snake. In a, yeah, it's in a film called Hard Target. 
And uh, yeah, he punches a snake. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, speaking of people getting hit by lightning and kind of uh, action um, popcorn flicks, I watched just the other day here um, over this weekend as we're recording the new film from Angelina Jolie and John Barenthal called "Those Who Wish Me Dead." Oh, I haven't seen anything about this. I've not. It's seen uh, it. it's pretty interesting. Basically. Angelina Jolie plays a a smoke jumper or hot what do they call them hot spot whatever they are um, up in Montana and she is reeling from the loss of a, a major forest fire where she saw um, a bunch of kids get burned up in this fire she couldn't save them John Barenthal is like the sheriff but he's also he runs a survival school and there's this boy who is being chased by assassins which I won't say too much about it because I don't want to give away the movie. But he ends up in the Montana wilderness, and Angelina Jolie's character has to help him um, escape these assassins along with along with the sheriff and everything else. And there's a major forest fire happening at the same time. And so it is, if you're looking for one of those kind of throwback, just fun, check out your mind at the door kind of, you know, quasi-action type films. It's a lot of fun for that. Decent cast. It's not a great movie. You know, it's kind of a, you know, I, I think on my letterbox, I gave it a three out of five. You know, it's it's average. It's a good way to spend a couple, you know, it's a little less than two hours, but it was interesting to watch. It's kind of fun and it's something new and different. But I, I bring that up because we're noticing a lot of these big movies that we've been waiting for, the John Wicks and the the new Marvel movies and all of this stuff. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, they keep getting pushed back because of the, the pandemic right well they would they they don't want to release some streaming like some of them have already done they want that big money so they right, want to wait until everybody's going to the theater again right and and you know there's uh, that's a completely separate conversation because the releasing on streaming and stuff also impacts a lot of the um the contracts and, and money being earned by both the the cast and crew and everything else. Cause a lot of that is tied to box office back end. And when it's going just to streaming, they're missing out on that. But what I was getting at is that it's interesting to see the amount of movies that are coming out like this, that are almost a throwback to, you know, when we were growing up through the, the eighties and nineties where not, you know, it was rare. You'd have one or two movies a year that were those giant tentpole summer, you know, blockbusters. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. we're seeing a lot of these movies like this that are getting a decent push and they're they're doing decent, but they're not going to be those huge blockbuster successes. It's kind of interesting to see, but the one thing I'll say about those who wish me dead, Angelina Jolie has way too much plastic surgery in her face to be believable at all as one of these smoke jumpers. Because as this thing goes on, it's like her face is is molded in plastic Melting. the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost has this weird well, look. Like it's in her contract now; she cannot do anything with a lot of heat <laughs> because her face will melt. Well, and and it's it's this weird thing where they almost um, go out of their way to make sure she is looking as good as she can, even though she's being beat to crap. And you know, in this fire she gets hit by lightning all this crazy stuff happens <laughs> and even at the very wow. end there's a scene where someone's eating those uh like meal ration kits and they're like oh you eat this crap and she goes yep three meals a day and the the, the person goes no wonder you're so skinny and she's like i'm not skinny i'm lean and it's like oh my god it was just 
let me just make sure I look good and who cares what the movie is. But yeah, it, I don't know. It's worth a watch if, if you're interested in just kind of a general action film. Definitely uh, definitely give it a watch. It's a fun hour and 50 minutes or whatever. I will. Now, something interesting here, Dave, because uh, you did watch the first season of Walking Dead, correct? First season, yep. Yeah. So you remember John Barenthal was in that, correct? Right. Do you know what he was doing in The Walking Dead? Well, he was a cop. He was punishing zombies. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this is we, the thing about John Barenthal. Yeah, let's see if your jokes he's, are funnier. They're not. He's, he's been in a lot of stuff, John Barenthal, and he's a fantastic actor. But I'm starting to notice with him, he really does like the intense uh, either police officer, sheriff, um, ex-law enforcement, huh? like Punisher, something like that, that also has a strong uh, familial bi- uh, bond where he's got these you know kind of loving family side, protective side of his family. That dynamic, that's really the role that I, I, I swear it's every role he plays is kind of the same thing. Hmm. He's really good at it. Yeah, it happens. I mean, uh, Hollywood mm-hmm. typecast a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they do, they that's do. why I had to get out of it. I mean, they they always uh, <laughs> they always put me as uh, the love interest for all the hot ladies. Yeah, yeah, that that, that was uh, yeah. I just yeah, I just we did we did see Shallow Hell. So <laughs> hey, uh, so before we go on to uh, Adam making us all laugh. let's let's give a score to mortal Kombat here real fast uh again the one to five let's start with adam this time (laughs) 1.5 let me uh let me look i have to pull up my letterbox account and see exactly what i gave see what you rated it there yeah yeah and and, uh, listeners dave has to find out what he rated it there because if he rated it different here uh there'll be people on reddit etc they'll be like yeah dave he's not very consistent he said this on this (laughs) and he didn't said this on this i mean we can't believe a thing he said well i don't talk like that people on reddit sound like I don't know. They they have lisp, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I when I I reviewed it on Letterboxd immediately after watching it, and I gave it three stars out of five. Whoa! Yep, here's what I said. I said fantastic movie, not even close. But if you go in with low expectations and remember it's a video game movie, you'll probably have fun. Overall, decent fights, lots of Easter eggs to enjoy from the games. Basically, just a fun cheesy popcorn flick. If you're a longtime fan of the games, you'll have some fun with this one. But if you aren't familiar with it or don't enjoy the games and are watching this purely as a crazy, violent fantasy kung fu movie, you'll be disappointed. So I, I did give it three. That's crazy. Uh, I'm giving it a one. I have to go even lower than Adam because I I just I don't see myself recommending this to anybody or mm-hmm. ever watching it again. It's just it's it's unnecessary. Well, here's a question for you guys real quick. I know we did kind of a mini super review here, um, but, you know, it's been a little bit since we've done when, you know, a few episodes since we've done a proper review. Should we, should we pick a movie and and watch something coming up and and do a, do an official movie review of something? A super review? Definitely. I mean, I want to, Uh, I'm glad that we did a mini one of this one because Mm -hmm. I would hate to do an hour on this movie. Any Ooh. suggestions from our live listeners? Yeah, you guys listening? Uh, oh, all one no, of you right no, now? no, no. Dudes, did you forget about Bridges, Bridges of Madison County? I did not forget about it. Uh, no. <laughs> well, what Bridges just... Of Madison County, County 2. County 2. County 2. This yeah, time. Yeah, what is... 
This time I'm older. And I don't know how to put the film in my camera. If you want a, a zombie style movie, I know, I think it's on Netflix. Army of the Zach, Dead's out right now. Uh, yeah, Army of the Dead just came out there. Which, I, I'd be willing mm, to do that. Let's check it out. Yeah, that one's on Netflix, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep. It's Should on we do Army of the yeah. Dead. Army okay. of the Dead. Army of the Dead. With yeah, Dave looks like, Batista. Yeah, yeah, looks like in, in our favorite, my favorite director, Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see uh, his Dawn of the Dead, really? his remake of Dawn yeah, of the Dead? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm making a joke because I, I enjoyed some of his other films, uh, 300 and, and a few other films he's done too, but I just was making a joke because of his stupid Snyder cut, which did you see Henry Cavill now is going to be playing yeah. uh, the Highlander? What? There can only yeah. be one Highlander. What, like the Highlander? They're yeah, rebooting they're, it. They're rebooting it. Yep. What? I loved mm-hmm. the Highlander movies. Yep, Those so are awesome. I. I just Googled it, and I came up with Highlander from Toyota. <laughs> uh, nice. that, that'll be product placement in the movie. <laughs> nice. It is the Highlander driving a Highlander. <laughs> Henry Cavill to lead Highlander's reboot. Oh, awesome. Uh, interesting thing. They will be putting a mustache on him. Well. For it. That's fine. Why? That's he can fine. grow a, a pretty sweet stash. That's what he well, wore in that Mission Impossible movie. Speaking of growing a sweet stash, man, I wish I could share that image of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> <I wish> I... <laughs> his, wa- yeah. his wife hates it. Okay, so Dave used to look like, what was the name of that uh, show where all those guys had the big beards? <laughs> Duck, Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Yeah, Duck Dynasty. Dave looked like a Duck Dynasty guy. Uh, now he looks like, uh, oh, I don't know, somebody that can't go within 100 feet of an elementary school. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, yeah, see. If anything, it's 50 feet. 50 feet, okay. <laughs> see, my youngest and I have been, I've been, I've been doing this slowly for about mm, a little more than a month. And my youngest and I have called it Operation Ron Swanson. And I've been slowly, I mean, I always have some kind of a beard, but I've been slowly, every time I trim my beard, I, I'm trimming the beard and leaving the mustache a little longer, a little longer every time, slowly. And finally today, I trimmed it all up, got rid of all of it. And, you know, I still have just a, a real short, short beard, just basically stubble and left just the mustache to see because my wife hadn't noticed at all up till now. And so <laughs> that's she, weird. She didn't and so she today though she noticed and she's like, What is wrong with your beard? Oh my it looks so dumb. It looks like you like la- oh, what is wrong with it that? It's so dumb. She was just not having it. She does not love it. So now I'm debating, do I just keep it just to see how long she'll put up with it or should I make it into a pencil mustache? No, I could. I thought about going all out and, and putting the wax, you know, getting a big handlebar and Ooh. everything else. But yeah, do the like the the sinister curly look, you know, where Yeah, like- I I just don't know if I can walk <laughs> around for more than I, I today I we went out to my parents and stuff and that was about it. I wasn't out in public too much, and I, I don't know if I could walk around with it because I feel stupid as hell too. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. All right. So uh, we've we've waited long enough. We've actually waited a few weeks, and it is now time for Adam to make <sighs> us laugh. I can't believe I actually am going to try this. Yeah. Hey, you have made us laugh for years, Adam. I remember. There was a house that me and my brother and uh, one other guy rented. We were all managers at McDonald's at the time. We used to play a game called Hide from Ryan. 
And I remember this one time that Adam climbed out on the roof and was ninja surveilling uh, the area to see if (laughs) Ryan was around. I mean, this guy is cray cray. And that's what we used to say back in the uh, 90s, too. Cray cray. Definitely. It was mint. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, I have a listener joke. So a proton, an electron, and a neutron walk into a bar. They each have a few drinks, and then they get ready to leave. The electron grabs his wallet, pays, and walks out. The proton pulls out his wallet, pays, and walks out. The neutron goes to grab his wallet, but the bartender says, Hey, buddy, no charge for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nice science joke. So the other one I can't read, but I've got a few of my own here. All right. Um, So these are... (laughs) None of these jokes are connected, and they're terrible. Now remember, remember, Adam. The whole thing about stand up is you got to have this presence. You have to have a oh. the way you're gonna do it. I mean, you're just like <laughs> I got another joke here. Okay, now what we're gonna <laughs> come on? I want I want to see All your right. stage presence. You or can't hear see it because you can hear it. I have this U.S. Army survival manual, and I'm not kidding. This isn't just part of the joke. I literally have the survival manual, and in it, there's like a whole bunch of different tips on survival stuff. One of them is that if you're stranded in shark-infested waters, you throw your feces as far away from you as you can to keep the sharks at bay. Yeah, if there's sharks, I can't exactly throw diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> now, now here's the thing, though. If you're instantly scared, does your solid poo turn into diarrhea? That's uh, what might. I was thinking. Or had you just oh, I'm scared of liquid. <laughs> Hey, you might be sitting there like sucking back on a jellyfish. I don't know. It's going to go through you. It's not good. Sucking back on a jellyfish? <laughs> so why can't velociraptors <laughs> why can't velociraptors do math? Because they're extinct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it. Uh, someday I, I want to get a bigger phone. Right now I'm just talking into my microphone. <laughs> oh. all right all right all right last one last one <laughs> i heard jombie from peewee's big adventure got busted for doing drugs and being with a really short prostitute he was mechaleka high with a tiny hoe <laughs> <laughs> now now okay so uh yes uh, that last one was probably your best one but <laughs> but here's the thing here's the thing I thought one of the things is we had to do original jokes. I don't think you made any of these up. These are all mine. You did not think of Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Hiney Ho. Uh, no, I made. I thought of Mecca Lecca High with a tiny hoe. And then I oh, made, did you yeah. really? Yeah, these oh, are my original jokes. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty Everything good. Everything but the first one were my originals. Okay, so the throwing the feces. <laughs> oh, the that's, diarrhea. That's actually literally in the book. In this. No, book, but I mean right? the diarrhea part. No, that's my That joke. was all you. All right. Uh, that I was all the diarrhea. <laughs> exactly. So, listeners, what'd you, th- what'd you think of Adam? D- right. Did he make you laugh? Did he make you cry? Did you learn something? Maybe you cringed. <laughs> Maybe you didn't know that if you dump one in the water with sharks, you want to throw it. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a great life lesson for if you're ever deep sea fishing, <laughs> I guess. Hard to grab a slippery turd. <laughs> How do you know? That salt water raises <laughs> raises heck with that <laughs> consistency I hear. <laughs> I mean from someone told me. I didn't I wouldn't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So uh, we do know that Dave did write three jokes. Uh, he told us that last episode. So we're looking forward to next week. Uh, some original oh, Dave jokes. And well, again, if you guys want us to read jokes, you got to get them in. Write some jokes. Uh, you have another two weeks to work on this. Get those jokes into us. And I guess I'm next. I mean, D Dave's next. Yeah. But I think he's going to do his original joke. So if you want to write me some jokes. No, please uh, write me some jokes because I no, don't want to. No, you wrote to... some. No. <laughs> you want more Pee-wee's Big Adventure jokes? No, that's that's all right. Well, you can send them. Yeah, you can send whatever. I'll... <laughs> Yeah, what I wrote now I isn't isn't one. great. It was uh, I'm, well, I won't tell you. No, you can't. Thanks um, for laughing though, guys. I thought this would be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just put dead silence to some crickets. When I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, one last question for you guys. Uh, it just I'm I'm curious to see if any of you guys have seen this happening. I don't even know if it's still going on, but did you guys get a chance to see when those all the Starlink satellites were crossing over at night mm -mm. in I the have sky? Seen that, yeah. It is freaky. It is. It's, it's, I saw it last summer before we, they even, like, officially. I had to Google what in the heck was up there. Yep. Because I was like, they're, they're, I was like, Rachel, there's too many. It's yeah. Like one after another. It, it's like, like watching, right. it's like watching a Ferris wheel lit up against the night sky spin over your head, but it's up in the yeah. stars. Just a, a ton of them, a big line of them coming over and they're moving quick. Yep. It, it's really weird. You're standing there looking and, seeing something moving across the sky with the stars that fast was really what, bizarre. What if eventually we have enough satellites doing that, that suddenly earth has its own ring and it's just our stuff. <laughs> well, can you imagine though, like looking, if it got, I was thinking that when I saw this, you look up in the sky and you see these things just streaming by, it was like a, something out of mm -hmm. a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And it, it got it's, me thinking like, what if that happens and now forever on, every time you look up at the night sky, it's just stuff moving all over like that and, and mm -hmm. kind of, I don't want to say blocking out the stars, but spoiling, you know, that, well, that pristine starry sky. Well, that there's already been astronomers that have complained about this. Oh, I bet. They're trying to observe. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure maybe, maybe it, ha can... it goes by pretty quick. I've noticed it right around 10 o'clock here. Um, the couple times I saw but, it, but that was a few weeks ago. It, yeah, it went on for several minutes the time that I sat. And I know when I saw them last year, they have since added a ton more. Oh, yeah. It was like a, so, a big, big giant train going overhead. I mean, it, when I say it was fairly quick, I, I meant not like hours or nothing. It, it was over in a matter of a few minutes, but still very, very bizarre. If you haven't seen it, check it out and see when well, it's coming they, over. They have a Starlink tracker online. Mm -hmm. But you guys are forgetting one of the biggest detriments to having all of this up in space mm -hmm. is alien invaders can easily conceal themselves behind all this junk and they well, can be staging true. their attack and we will never see it because they're behind uh satellites or whatever it is well what's uh, what's yeah, the more comforting be. thought for you speaking of alien invaders and this is something uh you guys can ponder over the course of the week when we look at the universe and its its vast emptiness, is it more believable uh, to you that that we here on Earth are the only living creatures out there in all of that vast realm of blackness, or do you feel like it's it's got to be something else out there somewhere? This is a, an entire episode, uh, right? Yeah. And so I'll leave that with you. But here's the other thought: What's more comforting? 
feeling that there's other life out there and maybe they'll come invade or realizing that in that vast blackness of space, we are truly all alone. Well, just uh, your question just there, which I, I do think we need to delve into this sometime in the future. But just to answer that question, I would rather believe there was nothing out there than to think, oh, there could be an invading army. Definitely. I'd rather <laughs> just enjoy my life on Earth knowing that there's nothing else out there. Because that's one well, less worry you have. You have to worry about bills and everything. I don't want to worry about no. invading you know, alien armies. And if there's nothing else out there, then we really don't need to feel guilty about going to Mars to, you know, strip away some kind of minerals or whatever else. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? A lot of people will throw up that argument. We shouldn't be out in space trying to find resources for earth because that's taking it from something that doesn't belong to us. But if we're the only ones out there, then everything belongs it, to it us. kind of right? all belongs to us. Right. As, yeah, as far as we know, at least in our solar system, we're the only intelligent life. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Well, hey, in our solar we system, we want Mars, I believe right. we're the only current life uh, in any form. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. do say that there is ice on Mars, which means there was water or is water. Uh, and if there's water, then there is life. It might be microbial, et cetera, but that is still a form of life. What about Io, the, the moon of Jupiter? They say there's like oceans on that. Oh, then mm-hmm. it has some type of ocean. I bet ocean you there's life. Jupiter whales in there. <laughs> you know what? And that's, oh, man, Kirk, Spock, McCoy, they they went back in time to get uh, those whales. They could have just went to Jupiter. Exactly. <laughs> Losers. Jupiter moon. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. I think there's actually been science fiction stuff written about that. Jupiter. Oh, I'm sure. Of life on them and stuff like that yeah we should totally do a like a aliens ufos episode let's do that'd it be cool that'd be cool All when right. are we doing our super review for next episode or well no uh because i don't know if i'll be able to watch it by then i don't know maybe well this possibly. this episode we recorded now will come out on the first of june well let's play it by ear and okay so sometime in, in the next i'll watch it next month or <laughs> I so would we'll use do my the fingers super review. the ear would hurt <laughs> <laughs> oh, you tap the phone against your head to get the button to play. I was Be thinking careful. of the piano. It's, it's a microphone. We don't want to lose it in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't write those jokes. I just it, stole it. Took it me like three weeks. Right. Anyway, I think that's it for us. Yep. For this episode. Thanks, guys. Good stuff. Later, listeners. Take care, guys. Later, Gators. <laughs> <laughs>